Fakakta Comedy Funhouse Network. <laughs> Ah, yes, it's Couch Pilots, the show that dares to fly into the unknown territory of awful television pilots of the past. Join Captain Blake Clayton and me, the Bottle Cap Kid, as we soar through the skies while discussing television shows that had one and only one episode. We'll dig into behind-the-scenes facts that may or may not be interesting, break down why it didn't work, unearth reviews from around the world, and provide our very own special brand of rating. So click a blue link, say hi to Tarmac John, and become one of our very own frequent flyers by subscribing in iTunes or your favorite podcast app of choice and earn points towards an array of surprise prizes. Check out new episodes every Monday, and don't forget to rate us, leave us a review, and tell a friend. And as always, we're proudly part of the FCF Network family of shows at fcfnetwork.com. Well, these pilots are usually rough, but it's always a smooth flight here on Couch Pilots. Thanks, everyone. Hope to see you soon. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast, the most dangerous podcast on the fucking internet. Stranger and, danger. Yeah. Uh, we're also the fastest growing fan base around. So thank you, everybody, for joining this fucking insane little, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, show, I guess you can call it, or, or something. Um, today it's me and the fabulous rum guy. Hello. See, there he is right there, because Adam... Forgot his dad's birthday, so he couldn't he couldn't be what a on. Bad guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So we got this thing today, and uh, I want to say something before we start. And I was like, okay, that's cool. We can do that, you know. And um, and then he says, oh wait, change of plans. I forgot today is my dad's birthday. <laughs> so he, he he fucked us with his own daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is bullshit, man. Right. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to welcome with. Open hearts and open minds and whatever else you want to open up. Vaginas. The man, the myth, the godfather of New Orleans, Mr. Vinny LaBella is here. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for Yay. the for the uh, for the very intense introduction. <laughs> You're very welcome, um, sir. Listen, may, listen, may I say this? Um, yes, yes. Before yes. you all get on a roll, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say I remember we did this about a year ago. Uh, yeah, I think so. About a little, little bit, a little longer than a year. Yeah. All right, and the last. Actually, no, it's longer than that. Almost it's two. Been, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, almost two. Yeah. It's been a while. So, um, I'm, I just want to say that he, we're in a new, you're in a new location now. Yes, right? new location. New so location. Lot, lots changed. So the last time I was here, um, on the show, <laughs> this motherfucker catered this thing. Like it was, there was ice sculptures, there was hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> 
he had dudes walking around right. with bow ties and shit on with no shirts and shit. Which I was, I, which kind of fucked me up a little bit, but I said, I'm, I'm not going to judge him or anything. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but I'm going to say some shit now, because this time I came over Damn. in the new location, and right. the motherfucker served me Kool-Aid and vanilla wafers. I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's a, it, it, since we moved, we moved to a bigger location. Did, did he take them from the baby? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Yeah, he's, he's giving me like used fucking like <laughs> it uh, was in a sippy applesauce cup. and I shit. Like, I was like, here, Vinny, here's a fucking sippy cup full of Kool-Aid and of half-bitten vanilla wafer from my son. Could, oh. <laughs> could I offer you a Yoplait? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I wasn't going to say anything, but, you know. I, I'm sorry, man. You know, we try. We tried to, you know equal up to that amazing thing we had before but since we moved to a new location it's a bigger location we have less money I understand so. <laughs> I can see where the money was spent if you can see the fucking room I'm sitting in yeah 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 well at least at least this time you're not sitting at the kitchen table no and it's okay I, I love the kitchen table you, you I, know, love, I love this room too you know the kitchen table uh, it was we had a lot of background noise in that one now this yeah. one this one's kind of it's pretty dead in here. It is, yeah. It is a different. Just feel. like my soul. It is, <laughs> like when I, <laughs> yeah, when I like when when you say stuff, like I really don't feel you saying it no more. Right, right. You see, before, I'm not feeling it. Uh, well. How lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, like I said, we're in a new location. We're glad you're you're fucking finally back on the show, man. It's it's taken a while, but you've got some good stuff going on now. Yeah, I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to come back until I actually had something to uh, to report. Right, and and boy, do you have oh, some stuff? I do, I do. Uh, Rum man, would you like to know wh- what's going on, or would you? Uh... I I want to know. I I know a little, but I don't know a lot. He does know a little because I used to that before. I, I gave him I gave him hints. I gave him like the hints. name. Right. I gave him the name, and then I gave him your name, and that was it. That's all. That's all I know. Right, and and most most times that's all you need to know. But the, but there's a lot more important shit going on in this. Yes. Than than just myself. All right. Um, he doesn't just play with himself. No, no. I mean, I'm touching myself right now. Well, of course, I would expect nothing less. Once you, you got a free hand, so everything's fine. Right. Yeah, you can't see it in internet world, but right. I'm but but one day we will because we are going to get some cameras in here, and it's going to be pretty fun. Under the table can. No, never mind. Get off track. Here we go. Get back on track. <laughs> Oh, it's easy to get off track here. Mm, your like your zipper. All right, so what you want to know, Rum Man? You want to know about um, you want to know about the band? I want to know about the band. I need to know. I need to know the the. I need to know all of all of it. I all need right. to know. All right, so I'll, I'll let you start it, and then I'll just I'll keep asking. Thanks. All right, so Ooh. the name so the name of the new band is is Year of the Tyrant. It involves uh, Jason Vibrooks from um, he he played with uh, Heathen back in the Bay Area Heathen. in yeah. the uh, late eighties, early nineties, and then uh, he moved on to play with Grip Incorporated. He was Dave Lombardo's first bass player, uh-huh. and, which uh, which yeah is incredible, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, you know that's that's a hell of a bullet in his belt. Yeah. Uh, so, but but uh, he's a solid guy. Been knowing him for a long, long time, and he's kind of the guy that that I would say kind of pushed me to to just get off my ass and and do something about all of this music. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, because you know, you guys know I've been threatening to do this oh, for a yeah. long time. It's been, it's been and a long time. I don't time. mean yeah. I've been just like saying it. I've been threatening to come out You're with like, a. New I'm going to do this. I'm telling you, <laughs> and it's it's finally it's here. Right. So 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 he's been you know he's been calling me for the last couple of years, and he's like, Vince, man, you want to do this? You want to do that? You want to play on my shit? You want me to play on your shit? And then eventually we were just like, you know what? Let's combine shit. You know. So 
Um, it's I a had, lot of shit. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. You know, stinks <laughs> like a motherfucker. In this. So, so anyway, we decided to uh, to get it together. So, so we uh, he he had uh, the other. It brings me to the next guy in the band. It's uh, Sasha Horn from Forbidden. He played with Forbidden for not too long. He he was the last. I think I think he was the last active drummer. Okay, they, all right. Like, Please, please. Broke up for yeah. that, you know for for good. Um, he he's also phenomenal drummer, by the way. Yeah, he and look, let me tell you something. He's a better dude than he is a drummer. I can tell you that. Really? Yeah, I'm not insulting his drumming at all. That that so he he's a <laughs> he's a he's a great drummer man and a and an even better fucking human being. Um, yeah, we couldn't have asked for a better situation with that. So see, Rum is kind of the same way. He's a terrible drummer. Is that, he, and he's a terrible uh, human being. So. No, I, I got some. I got some skill. I got some skill. Is he drum? I, 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 I freaking uh, beat rock band. He uh, he actually he actually Rum, you were a bass player, right? I was a bass player. Yeah, yeah, he was a bass player. Oh well, that under that explains everything. Right? See, <laughs> see, see. That explains why the dude gets like fucking tore up drunk fucking two days in a row right before a very important radio. That's show. right, right. Oh, but and and for people who didn't know. The rum guy has been tanked for two days. Two days. <laughs> two fucking uh, you, days. You know when, and I don't mean to change the subject, but you know when you reach that plateau where you just keep drinking, it doesn't matter anymore. You're at it. I'm at it. Yeah, I'm right. Ride that wave. Right. You don't get fucked up no more. You're just drinking because you're thirsty. Because I'm thirsty, <laughs> or I just got a different flavor in my tongue that doesn't taste like death. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. But go so, ahead. I'm so sorry. back, back to Sasha. Right, so, so back to Sasha. So Sasha. Um, he played with Leeway for a little while, the the old New York hardcore right. band. Um, he's played with with several other different projects. I can't really remember the name of them right now. He's playing with a um, with a band named Russian Girlfriend, um, and they're they're pretty active. Um, it, it's I'm not really familiar with the style of music they're doing. I think the only way you can get their stuff is is um, by mail, though. You know, yeah, like, it's like, like a mail-in bride kind of thing. Yeah, like right. You, right, you call Russia and they send you like <laughs> Russia's finest. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> they, they fucking, you're married for like two days, and, and they're like, like, oh, then they kill you or something. I am shit. citizen they now. Something, yeah. yeah, exactly. Now I citizen and I kill. Actually, you. Rum's wife is part Russian. Yeah, Rum's wife's part Russian. Yeah, yeah she's well, Mexican why? and Russian. That's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that is a combo, right? Right. right. She, she hates tequila, loves vodka. That's why. You, that's why you drinking. I see. And, it. and she'll kill you all kind of ways. Yeah, man. Gotcha. Keep drinking, man. You won't feel a thing. <laughs> so, trust me, I'm so a doctor. What, what, what about the rest of it, though? So, so, so. Anyway, Sasha's involved. Um, Jason pulled Sasha in, and um, you know we've been going up and back and forth to Cincinnati and doing pre-production. And we did a little video to, that we kind of released, um, and you know, it was a it's like a, a studio log that we're keeping, right, of, right, of, right. And we're gonna do it for when we. By the way, I got Cleavon Little uh, here with me from Blazing Saddles. Yeah, he just wants to know where the white women are, and it just <laughs> it, it it he is very persistent. Yeah, to they, know where these are. Yeah, he's gonna get. So he finally showed up. Yeah, he finally. Yeah, it took a lot to get him here. By the way, <laughs> a lot of shovels. He drank all the Kool-Aid, <laughs> motherfucker. So, so anyway, that's fucked up. That's right. amazing. I know. So so anyway, um, so so we've been doing this. Uh, the, you know, we we released a little video log of the stuff we did in the studio when we wrote the songs and everything. So, um, we there he goes. See, again. I told him. Oh, he's really pissed off. Very now. adamant. Uh, maybe I should throw him out. Um, <laughs> 
but you know, it's, it's in today's world. If you throw them out, the, the fucking you get in trouble. The Democrats yeah, will come get you. Yeah, yeah, you'll be you'll be labeled a Nazi, right? This fucking thing just keeps. It's going. just an honest question, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never tell him because he'll just keep asking it. All right, I'm gonna get this out. All, all right, right, all right, get it. <laughs> all right, that's it. All right. So all right. so anyway, uh, the um, we did the video log right. and we had a singer. To announce, right, we, we right, we're right. going to keep that kind of under our hat for a little bit because we had, you know, we were waiting on some things from him and some other kind of things to kind of go through and or not go through, and what wound up happening is we lost him. So, so I'm telling the truth now. We we were actually we had a singer when we said we had the, <laughs> the singer that could kick everybody's ass, and then all of a sudden we didn't have this. Right. So, right, right. um. So anyway, uh, fate would have it that. We act, I won't give that guy's name up because because you know he's uh, you know he he would like to remain anonymous. Well, that's that's perfectly fine. But anyways, fate would have it. Ooh, we actually got what I feel is a, a better singer in his own right. Can I guess? Yeah, I, I, actually, I was that was gonna be my next thing. Can you guess who it is? Chad Kroger. Who the hell is that? <laughs> the singer for Nickelback. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I give a fuck about these <laughs> them motherfuckers. I don't even know this guy's name. Oh God, no, that's not him. Okay, that's, that's not, not the announcement. <laughs> you fucked hard. Oh, I thought he was moving up. <laughs> no, no, he's still with Nickelback. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, no. Well, what a talent. Anyway, but all right. So, so you got your one guess in, but and, and X gets the square. So, uh, so you was wrong. So, so look, I'm it, I'm kind of unformally announcing him right now because okay. we haven't like done a video to announce him on any correct, you know correct, large anything, yeah. you know media thing or anything at the moment. So, uh, it's it's Dan Nelson from Anthrax. What? Yeah, yes, he, sir. Yeah, the, and for those who aren't familiar, Dan. Cleavon Little keeps uh, he Cleavon knows I I told him on the way over right and uh, he he sang for uh, Anthrax for um, for about three years he replaced John Bush uh, so he was kind of like that that in between Bush and Belladonna. in back Belladonna yeah yeah um, and he's done several other things you know uh, in the in the background he's he's playing with some pretty hot cats man I mean he's doing things with uh, uh, the Orlando guy from Adrenaline Mob oh nice um, yeah. I forget the name. I think it's Tread. I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's doing that project. He's he did a project with Paul Bostaff. Really? Yeah, and it's it's called Black Gates. Y'all, y'all might want to check. I'm gonna that check out. that out. Yeah, check it out on YouTube. He's got all the demo stuff up. That's pretty him. good. Yeah, uh, Paul wow. Bostaff's a badass dude, man. He's a really good uh, yeah, drummer. And they were gonna do that. That that's that project's a few years old. But what happened was, you know, Bostaff had to go play. I don't know if you ever heard of Slayer. Uh, yeah, I um I heard, you heard I heard a couple things by them. They're, they're, yeah, he, they're okay. <laughs> he had to go play with them real quick. Get that shit out the way. Yeah, uh, yeah a poor guy. I mean, damn. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure they'll revisit that project. You uh, think? <laughs> <laughs> so uh so well, anyway, it's got a nice so, name, you know. It's, it's got a catchy name. I think it would look good on a t-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think maybe some like satanic things too. Would be yeah, good. if you make it real dark satanic, you know, it, it might might yeah. do. It, it might, might go, sell. Yeah, <laughs> it may not go too far. You hear that, huh, guys? Y'all should uh, look into that. Yeah, just go satanic. Yeah, when all else fails. Yeah, fuck yeah. Why sing not? songs about Satan? <laughs> Devil. So so that, anyway, that's where that's where uh, that's where Dan's at. So anyway, I found Dan um, living in a Maytag box under a bridge <laughs> over in uh, Brooklyn. 
And nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with him. I'm just fucking. Glad, glad you saved him, man. Glad you saved him. No, but anyway, no. Dan was Dan was. Uh, it was he's very accessible, you know. And and I and I contacted him. Some people had had suggested Dan, and I contacted him, and um, and he was uh, you know he he heard the demo stuff, and when he heard it, he he fell in love with it, and when we heard him sing to it it was just it now it's now it's magical um to you know to uh what we had with the other guy would have been really heavy and really fucking good and and believe me it, it you know we we had full plans to do it with the other guy um but we ended up in su- such a better place with this yeah um yeah well, he's he, he's a he's a phenomenal singer yeah he is he really, for, as, a, as a front guy i mean uh, the, the stuff that he's done is is phenomenal i mean he's he's he, he i think he's gonna fit amazing with what you're doing yeah yeah we we think so too because you know uh, you know i've i've told you know it's funny because I, I would tell people that the new the new band they would ask me well, what does it sound like and the closest thing i could say was it was it's pretty much the third exhorter record because um a lot of the material that's on this is shit that i had on slate for the third exhorter record right you were it was some of that was meant to be Right. That third round. Yeah. So what I decided to do was take it and and you know dumb it down is probably not a a, a good fucking way to say it, but I I guess I said it. Well, um, I mean, and to, you you to maybe do it in a little easier way is 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 instead of dumbing it down, you you cut riffs out of it basically. The, that's what I did. the format yeah. of it. Right. That's all I did. You know, where I had shit with like fifty parts, like a typical like exhorter song, like I'm the Cross, had like you know a hundred fucking things in it. <laughs> right. What I did was take like you know I took all of those riffs and made real songs out of them, um, songs that would be more accessible, you know, with you know something that would have an intro, uh, a verse, a, a fucking chorus, right, and then repeat, so, and then so a bridge. You, so you you took it back to basics and then blew it up from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And you know through that process, you know what I found? I actually have enough material for about ten more fucking records. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. I mean, if you take fucking sixty parts out of one and just change it to six, right. you got a whole lot of other parts. You can write some more songs. Right. So, <laughs> so, so this is a learning experience for me too. So, uh, so, so, you, what you're saying is, is it made it, it? Has it made you a better songwriter? You think? Yeah, I, yeah. You know why? Like because, for structure and shit. Yeah, know? because I, I think because I didn't know. You know, I mean, like think of like fucking Billy Joel. Okay. Right, like a typical Billy Joel or Bee Gees fucking song, you know, it, it's got its intro, its fucking verse, its its chorus, and then they'll repeat that maybe, and then there's a bridge, and f- f- and I didn't realize how how well my material would sound in that kind of a format. Right, in like a in more of a I guess how so are, are, more of a structured. Are you, are you format. saying right. that there's going to be some disco? Well, it could it well. It could be. I'm, I'm a child of the 70s now. <laughs> you know, don't fuck around in here. You know, just because you, you in Skype land don't mean I can't reach through this fucking screen. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't, I ain't better, fucking. You watch it, man. Don't, don't talk. Yeah, that's, I, that's two. I'm two for two. I got, I got Nickelback and Disco going right now. <laughs> yep, there you go. That's right, right. I got, I got a hard, fast I rule. You know that. I got a, whole, a hard, fast rule. I don't give a fuck who, how old you are. How young you are, how fat, big, beefy you fucking are. If you've been drinking for two days, I don't fuck with you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's just my rule. Because you don't feel shit after that. I mean, you just numb to the world. Yeah, that's just my rule. I think I was in a car wreck, but I don't remember. 
half his arms hanging off. Yeah, you got you, blood <laughs> you got a nun's habit hanging off the front of your car. No, I've got plenty of habits of my own. I don't need a nun's. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle used to walk up. Kyle Thomas used to walk up to nuns and, and tell them that's a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, when we were younger, he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, so yeah. Much anymore. I'd like to see him do it now. <laughs> I'd really like to see him do it now because that'd be really funny. Well, this, I think this is this is pretty pretty freaking amazing actually yeah it's pretty fucking exciting um i I have i have so many questions and and some of them are probably absolutely stupid you've been you've been doing this you've been you've been kind of secretly working on this for a while correct correct and uh how how did you keep this under the wraps well you know because i think after a while like after you threaten motherfuckers long enough (laughs) and you don't whip their ass (laughs) They they start to like oh yeah 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 motherfucker we know you know it, it, it's because he became what's called a hermit he barely yeah, ever is, stepped really outside amazing. of I mean, his house you are, you're 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 not only a musician you're a businessman you're an entrepreneur true you do lots of shit down there he likes manure I mean it, it's it, you're yes. a very busy guy when did you find the time because it, I mean it takes time to do this yeah I mean it, this is not just a uh, I, I I threw in like three weekends and we're good to go. You know this, <laughs> no, you're this right. takes some shit. No, no, you're absolutely right. It, it, and I'll and I'll say this: there's there's riffs on on these on this record from from my end that are literally eighteen twenty years old. Wow, really? Yeah. Now, now, now that's just a few. Um, so you know because you know Exhorter hasn't done a record you know since the law, you know, and I had some stuff written for a third record even back then. I had stuff written in 99 when we had the reunion for another record then. Really? So, yeah, I had a stockpile of stuff. And then I've been writing in between here and there, you know. So over the last two to three years, I've actually been ramping up the fucking process. Oh, nice, nice. So I kind of revamped some of those things. But you're right. It, it took a long, long time to, to, to be able to do this. And finding the time to do it was, was, a, was a weird spot because one day you – one year you're fucking immersed in it, yeah. and then the next year you're fucking opening up a business, you know. Right. And then you got to work that motherfucker and make sure it's, it gets off of its feet, you know. And then I always got the the, the um, trading thing that I always do in the background. I trade. I still do that, but that's kind of. But you know, I think now at this point I'm almost fifty. Right. Next year I'll be fucking fifty, and um, I'm a young and compared to some of the motherfuckers out there doing it. But still, you know. But I'm older. And a lot of the business shit that I've been doing over the years has has funneled enough in to where I can actually do whatever the fuck I want to do, right? Right, now. right, and that's good. That's yeah. awesome. You and know I, what? You know what's awesome is if you're good at what you do, uh, age means nothing. Correct. I mean, yeah, I and, and these the young guys coming up, and they they want to be they want to be in the spotlight right now. They're, they 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 want to skip the pay the dues factor of the whole thing. Yeah. You you've not you not only paid the dues. I mean, you've you've put stock in the dudes. You've done the time, and and you've built it up. And, and the guys that you've got working with you are are phenomenal. They've done the same thing. It's I, it's actually very 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 exciting and refreshing to me to say, hey, these guys fucking know what they're doing. They're coming into it knowing what they're doing, and 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 they're gonna take a, a brand new perspective. On, on on a classic sound that I really feel that we're missing. You know, we're we're missing some people that know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to this type of music. 
and you guys know what you're doing. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I put it this way, dude. You know, and 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 not many people will will. I don't know. Uh, I guess between you and like Kyle and uh, even Kurt and all those guys, you guys actually paved the way for guys like me. And hopefully, we're the you know the, the generation that I'm belong to is doing you guys justice in this area where we can pave the way for these other these other kids that are coming up. Like uh, I have a friend in this band called Black Creole. These are younger guys. They're in their early 20s. Really good band, you know, like a, they're a hardcore punk band, you know, doing their thing. And, you know, I respect what they're doing. And, you know, they, and they play a lot of shows with us. And they respect you guys because they know where you guys came from and all that other stuff. And, and and we don't have a lot of that anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that generational... Yeah. Um, 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 how you call it? Uh, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the respect for other people and and stuff like that. Well, this it, is it, this is where people fuck up. You know, in, in my opinion, you know, may, maybe this drives some people to do what they do. Maybe it fucks them up. I th- personally, I think it fucks. It, it's a fucking mistake to treat it like a competition. And that's yes. what we have. That's so bad. It's so bad. It's rampant right? in the scene these days. Yeah, yeah everybody wants to compete. Not, not not everybody's like that. You know, and but but We're not. most We're motherfuckers are. Yeah. You know, and there's even some motherfuckers in this town that that want to get that way. There are plenty in this town. I deal with it all the time, and it's like it's guys. It's not a competition. Like uh, we played last week in Homa, and I, I stated at Homa. I told them. I said, "Look, I was on stage, and I was like, I want to tell y'all something." I said, "Remember, this is your scene. You guys treat it like a family." I said, I don't care if you're in a funk band. I don't care if you're in a punk band. I don't care if you're in a death metal band. Go support your friends. Go support everybody. Y'all all should play together. You should be one family. And I said, thank you guys for welcoming us into this family. And we appreciate those kind of things, you know. And everybody loved that. That that was because even the owner of the place told me, says, nobody says things like that anymore. You know, it's more like who could be better than the next guy. And I said, I don't care if I'm the opener or the headliner. It doesn't make a difference to me. I watched every single fucking band that plays a show because I want to respect that band's and give them opportunity to have somebody in front of them. Right. You, you know, know, that's that's, that's it, just that's that's a code. It should it's be. It, it really in, should in, be, dude. But it's not in music, man. That's what we did, man. We always stayed for the bands or. Or, you know, or or support of the next band coming up, even if they were new, if it was their first gig or their five thousandth gig, it didn't matter. Yeah, I don't you care know, if the you, band sucks ass. I will sit there and watch them. You know, I mean, I won't right. tell them to their face, "Hey, you guys fucking suck." But you know, I will watch <laughs> you because you guys sat there and watched me, or you know, you, I want you guys to stick around and hang out and watch us. You know, I mean, it's it's the respect factor. Well, that's how bands get get better. In, in a you, you pick any town. You, if we're talking about New Orleans right now. You know, it, it could be New York. It could be fucking San Francisco. If, like you just said, if if the the generation that comes after you is not respectful of the ground that you laid for them, and they don't realize every day that you only take your second step and your third step because I laid that concrete right there. For right. You. All right, and respect that. You don't have to kiss my ass. It's not about ass kissing. Right. But you better fucking respect me. And motherfuckers like me and people like Kurt Winstein, if you disrespect us, might give you the business. Might give you a little bit. Might give you the business, you know, yeah. because we won't, you know, and we've done it. And, you know, we've 
when we were younger, we had motherfuckers that, like, wow, they play too fucking slow. They're fucking slow. Nobody wants to hear that slow shit. Yeah, well, go tell somebody now that nobody wants to fucking hear that slow. Right. They, Crowbar's doing just fucking fine, and they're heavy as fuck, and ain't nobody's heavier. Yeah. So, so, you know, back in the day, you know, you might get your fucking, you might get your cranium cracked from, you know, for saying that. For being a smart ass, yeah. And the same thing with us. We used to have people talking. I mean, look, when, when you at the levels of, you know, you know, of, of what us and like Crowbar was back in Stormlight Green, you know, and doing it at the level we were doing it, and it had some punk ass motherfucker come in, you know, it didn't, it didn't last long. And that's what the problem is with most towns, man. You're going to have people that do respect it and, and hold it to their heart and go, you know what, I'm going to learn from these old cats. Yeah. You know. And then go off and do something great on their own, and like you said, pass it down to you gotta pass the it younger down. ones. Yeah, you, you know? gotta pass it down because if it don't, your scene's gonna die. Right. And that's what's happening, I believe, in this area now. I agree. Is that there's too much fucking competition and too many guys out there are fucking at each other's fucking throats for no reason. You guys should be, hey, let's book a show together instead of hey, you know, fuck those guys. I want to play against them. You know, what I'm saying you know, it's you like need it's to, stupid. You right. need to. to to uh, have your music seen like you do a motorcycle club. You know what I'm saying? No. When you're in a club, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going I'm not being an asshole. Here. I really don't know what you mean. I'm just trying to. Okay. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just using this experience. This is the drunk guy talking. Um, <laughs> when, um, when, you, when you get, you know, like someone comes up to you and go, man, you guys, like, let's, 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 I'll turn it, start with a band experience here. You know, man, your band sounds great. You guys should really, you know, we, we're going to be doing a show in like a couple of weeks. You know, we'd love to have you on the bill, you know, you know, and, and, and there's that mutual camaraderie between those two bands. Right. You don't go, fuck, no, we're going to get our own gigs. Right. Fuck, no, we're going to do our own thing. You know, you're yeah. not going to just throw that back at them as a reach out of hand, you know, uh, of like welcome to the, the family type of thing. When you're in a motorcycle club, it's you got a bike. Yeah, I heard. uh so-and-so told me about you, you know, you, you, you're doing good things. We'd like what you, you know, you, a lot of people talking about you, you're doing good stuff, you know, uh, you know, would you like to, you know, maybe meet us for a ride, you know, and then all of a sudden then you do probate, which is like right. probate paying your dues, you know, it's like you're gay. Anyway, what I'm saying is it's a family. Once you're in, right. you're in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Well, that's the way and it if was. if something back. happens to that family member, the rest of the family says, what the fuck? Right. That was so, yeah, that, exactly when, I, when I'm saying that. That means it's like the club. The the club is like they fucked this guy over. They 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 didn't pay him. So Correct. the rest of the bands are like, well, fuck you. We ain't paying. We're not playing that. Right. You got a band together, and 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 you know it brings me back a long fucking way. Like back in like eighty five, eighty four, man. I mean, that was kind of how it was. Yeah. Nineteen eighty five. Yeah. 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 Nineteen eighty five. Wow. You know it when you know I started. I started Exhorter in. In '85, I was looking for all the members, and and it started off. You were eight years old at the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I was very young. I was I was actually 17 years old, um, I believe. Yeah, I was 17 years old when I when I had the inkling to do it, and wow. um, and it took uh, it took about six months to eight months to find everybody. Okay, you know, and it was kind of easy the first two guys because I took them from the the band we were playing Fat City in. You know, oh, okay. Had Andy, Andy Villafara and uh, David Maine. Oh yeah, all right. Had him on guitar, so we all kind of three. They were the first two with me, and we all three went out and found um, Kyle and and Chris. Nice. Um. So, but here's my point: there was no fucking heavy. We were the first motherfuckers to stand up in a sea of eyeliner and fucking hairspray. No, no were. Okay, 
On, uh, we were. We Literally, were the first dude. son of a bitches that stood up and said, you know what? This is all bullshit. And everybody looked at us and flipped us the fucking bird and told us we were fucking stupid and that uh, shit will never fucking go nowhere and you'll never get the chicks to dig it. Okay. <laughs> and you'll never get, you'll never, you'll <laughs> never, you'll never. And we went, no, fuck you. And we even took it as far as if you don't like it, we'll bust your ass for you. Yeah. So we fought a lot there with these go. guys too. So. That was but back we, in the, uh, the the old Razor White days, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. Look, there was no heavy bands. Yeah. There was a hardcore scene. Yeah, there was. was there was, was being done downtown. And that uptown. was that was more like by uh, like um, like the Abstract and, and RC's Bridge Lounge area. I'll like, go back as well, far right, as Jed's. Right about 1985, yeah. that was the wave of uh, of the glam rock coming out of L.A. And the L.A. scene was coming across the country at that time. Sure, sure. And, so, it, yeah, and then back, you know, back in those days, you know, we, when we... There was nothing heavy. I think my point to this is is we had to to just kind of we, we were the first ones to shout to, to, to the city, go, listen, there's another way to do this. Okay. And everybody at some point got on the the, the right page and, and came along. And it built a hell of a fucking metal scene in New Orleans. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. You know, in my from like I told you before, if it wasn't for you guys, I don't think there really would be any. There was no. There would have been no fucking metal scene in Fat City. There would have been no, no fucking abstract bookshop and cafe where we could. When I was growing up as a kid, I was like 15 years old. My mom and dad were dropping me off on fucking Magazine Street to go see <laughs> fucking if, if, bands if not, like like fucking Paralysis and you know shit like that. Yeah. Wayne, if, if it wasn't at that point in time, it would have been a lot later, if anything. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. What, I'm, what I'm saying is I wouldn't have been able to experience the things that I did as a child, as, as, a, as a teenager, if it wasn't for... Vinny and Kyle and fucking and Kurt and then all the guys from like fucking like the um, the the Glenn Rambos of the of the world yeah, and, and you know shit like that because those dudes built the scene to begin with yeah. you know Jim, and Jimmy Bauer came yeah Jimmy, Jimmy Bauer. Bauer was there from the beginning uh Tommy Buckley was mm-hmm. there from there was a lot oh, yeah, of very fucking Tommy dude. very talented people. Tommy's one of, probably one of the nicest guys I've ever he's talked a to dude he's you a, know he's a sweetheart you uh, cuz you know when when uh Resurrection Man was playing a lot uh, we actually uh, were renting the same room with Crowbar at uh the studio at uh, OCD I, I Studio Yeah Rum went over there and uh I would talk to Tom. Me and Tommy were the only ones that would talk between two bands because right. we were trying to get like rent lined up and all this other yeah. stuff. I'm like, yeah, I got to do this. Tommy's like, yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it was it, he's such a nice guy, you know. It's like yeah, but you know, it, the thing is, is it, you know, that was kind of right place, right time. We 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 kind of helped, you know, us and Kirk and and and, and all the guys we just mentioned. We built not just a scene, but a gang. New Orleans would Exhorter was a gang. I always tell yeah. people that I didn't start a band. I started a fucking gang. <laughs> okay, and they and then each band, alongside of of our band, was like their own gang too. But right. then together, we we ran this whole fucking city. You know, if if you if you talked shit about another guy's band. You got your ass whipped. Now, yeah. you know, at 50 years old, it sounds kind of stupid, you know, but when you're 17 and 18 years old, right. it's the world. Because you got the fire no, and you're just like, fuck you, you know? World. Yeah. So, so you know, the point, I, I think the point to, to what I'm saying is, is that, you know, it, it's not as, you know, the, the younger crowd don't appreciate what it was like to not just start a, 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 a band, but to start to fire up, stoke up a scene that was already being kind of 
stoked up on the hardcore end of things with Graveyard Rodeo and Shell Shock and all those guys oh, on, on that. Fucking you know, because we used to sneak out of fucking Fat City and go uptown and hang with you, and we felt more at home over there. But you know, to stoke this up from the beginning, and you know, a- along with our other brethren, and and bring the scene to life, and then carry it forward, and then watch the next generation kind of you know do do okay, and then the next generation just kind of fumble in a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe you know, it, it's it's fucking sad to see because they don't understand what it what it was like. To do something like to that. work for it, work yes, exactly. That, and then that's what I think the the problem is: is a lot of these kids that are coming up today, they're they're they're. Don't get me wrong; a lot of the bands I deal with are phenomenal, like they're really good bands. Except they were just kind of like these guys that were just they thrown into a scene that already exists. So it didn't like right. oh, I can get shows here, here, and here. You didn't have to go knock on the fucking doors and say, "Hey, look, I got this band. I'd like to play Stand your show." You know, with let's try it. Let, yeah, let, they didn't have to fly or anything. Oh my god, <laughs> it, it, I, I don't remember the last time I've seen a fucking show flyer that wasn't digital. You oh, know what I'm saying? Check this out. How about let me tell you this one. I know you fucked with staple guns, right? We all, <laughs> oh yeah, we all, dude. We all oh. got fucking holes and scars from those fucking. Things. Yes. All right, so so. Back in the day, they got hip to the to the fucking flyers, and they would start to fucking like fuck with you and arrest you, and, right? And I remember fine that. You yeah, for putting they, up they were used to tell me all kind of shit for doing stuff, right? And the, and the club owners would come and people business owners would come take them down, and city workers would come take them off the pole. So we got fucking stupid and decided, you know what? We're gonna make wheat paste. I don't know if you ever heard of fucking wheat paste. <laughs> That's the yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, glue. like a, it's like a fucking glue. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. In 1987 uh, you know, and shit, and I, I don't know what the fuck a wheat paste is. <laughs> so me me and fucking Jay Saravolo or in his fucking garage <laughs> with, a, with a, you know, 2,000 flyers we just fucking spent, you know, 1,500 bucks on at fucking Kinko's. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, All your fucking money you've ever saved up, you right? know? So, so and we're, we're in this five-gallon fucking bucket <laughs> with this mixing this wheat paste, and, the, and, the, and he, would, he would walk with the bucket, Dip the fucking thing, the paintbrush in the bucket, put a big slather in that fucking shit on the side of your fucking business or or your club, and then I would slam it, slam the fly on top of it. Well, you ain't getting that shit off. No, no, you ain't getting that off. Do you see business owners the next day scraping it off? <laughs> <laughs> so the flyers ain't never fucking coming down. So you're right; they, they never had to go out and do that. No, it's never. It's not work. Yeah. It's like nowadays, what they do is they make an event page on Facebook, and then they invite. 30,000 people that are on their Facebook page, half of them are out of country or out of state, you know, don't know these people. Right. And, you know, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to, to do. And in, and really, in all honesty, being that I prom- I do promotions and I, I book at Babylon and I do the same thing. I But I also, if someone says, hey, do you have a flyer? Yes. Would you like a physical copy or would you like it digital? That's what I always ask them. Right. And when they say whichever one they want, you know, I give them either one. But most of the time, the guys don't want, you know, they don't they don't go and flyer things. I'll do a flyer for like our own shows. Like I do old school stuff. I got like I do uh five, was it eleven not five by seven three by five uh flyers the little little handbills. Fuck, I'll make a ton of those and just go like if we're playing somewhere the week before or whatever. I'll psh, Shit, that would be refreshing for me to see. You know what we did? <laughs> One band I was in, we had uh, we made generic stickers and had our logo on it, and then underneath it had like two lines. And these were fairly decent sized stickers. They're like like five by five square. Nice. 
so we could write <laughs> where the show was. That's pretty good. Line. And stick them on shit. Stick them on shit. You know, and then we would go back and I like, like oh shit, we got a good turnout that week. You know, we were playing the show. We're gonna go back and put stickers over our old stickers. <laughs> Just get some whiteout. <laughs> right, rewrite. I mean, that's all we did. We like, shit, because you could you could get like. Like ten thousand stickers at that time for like fifteen bucks. Right now, now it costs yeah, you an arm and a fucking leg. Yeah. Now oh, you, you get forty of them for like five hundred dollars. Well, look, look. Can I throw in a, a disclaimer here? Let me. You let can me, do whatever you want. Let me say this, because I, I, I don't want I don't want any youngins coming up to me and and first of all thinking they can whip my old ass because you can't. <laughs> all right, that's number one. You can't whip my ass. Okay. The second second is is I'm not. I don't want to make it sound like I'm putting down any new musicians. Oh no, no, no! You know, or, none of us are. Or bands, you know, about uh, you know, right? I, I I know we're not. I just want to reiterate it. Right, right, right. But but you know, but that being said, I actually tried to over the last couple of years to kind of pick some some local guys to 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 do a project with me because before Year of the Tyrant, it was. You know, I I had ideas to do a solo project. I was playing with the Mardi Gras Indians. I, I, I do remember that you were because uh, me and you had talked, and I even told you. I said, if you ever record it, let me know, and I'll come throw some stuff over it for you. You know, like some I was right. thinking of doing some growls or some shit over for you, whatever you wanted. Right. And, and uh, like with your solo stuff, you know. Yeah, and I, I didn't know what, what format I wanted to put it out in. At the time, I was playing a lot with uh, Big Cheap Smiley, right, Rich, right, the, right. the Mardi Gras Indians. And we were going to kind of combine a few things. And I started playing with Mike Burkhardt, and I met a lot of musicians there. But I got to tell you, you know, it's not like it was my second choice to go to Jason and Sasha and Dan, because I don't want to make it sound like that. But it, it really wasn't my first idea years ago. Right, right. You know, and the reason why, you know, because, look, I'm I'm. I'm Nola's favorite son. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I have to agree. This motherfucker, you know, I'm I'm, I'm part of this fucking city, and I wish I could I could get musicians. Here's my point: all of the really good ones are busy in other bands right now, right? Okay, and ain't got time to give an old fogey like me. So so I got you know I tried. So now I'm in a I'm in a band with guys from from all over the country. Sasha's from Chicago. Dan's from New York. Uh, Oh, Jason's from Ohio, but he he cut his teeth and made his bones out in uh, in San Francisco, so, yeah. you know, in the thrash um, era. So, and that and, and again, that's not a bad thing. It's a fucking really good thing. But um, the band is uh, it, it now is a melting pot of guys from different areas. And I think that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. I really, really think that's fucking it's, cool. It's, it is cool. So I can't call it like a. It, it's it sounds like a lot of Nola going on in it, you know, as far as the groove element that Exhorter had, um, you know, in in a lot of spots. But it's got influences from everybody else, right? Know? Well, I right. think I think you just turned your 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 signature your signature Nola sound that you have. I, I think it's awesome because you've added all those other things. So you, you've basically got. You've got a metal onion, man. You've got layers. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this, man. That Nola sound is his. I don't yeah. care what anybody says or however it comes. This that sound comes from this man right here. Fuck it, I, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, and I knew that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. But I mean, it's true. I mean, I mean, it, no one else played the things that 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 sound until you did. No, and I think we talked about this last, On the last time. Show. Yeah, we we you know New Orleans. 
Yeah, because New Orleans is a weird spot. You know, if you if you listen to the stuff in San Francisco, the bands are very similar to one another. Right. New York, the bands are very similar to one another. If you come to New Orleans, man, you, you got Crowbar. Doesn't sound a damn thing like like Exhorter. You got Silent Green that didn't sound a damn thing like Crowbar. You got all you guys' bands sound different. You know, and, and you know, it started, yeah, it may have started with Exhorter, but, you know, Kirk and Jimmy and and... Um, Tommy and all of those guys, man, t- you know, were committed to doing their own thing. You already got an exhorter. Why you want to fuck it? Why you want to? Right, exactly. Well, what I want to know is when am I going to see a uh, interview and article? I need to get you in like Metal Blade <laughs> or or some oh. fucking magazine. I need to get you there. We need to get you on fucking Serious Liquid Metal. We need to get you on there. Well, that's uh, all. That's all coming. It, it's, it's in the works, man. Yeah, it's definitely in the works. I mean, we, the stage that we are right now as a band, um, there, there is a lot of label interest. Um, Good. There is a lot of management interest right now. I mean, just just the, the name recognition alone. Um, sure. You know, but the the certain folk that we have played this for. Um, I, mean, I mean, you guys have trumped Chicken Foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have to go to fucking Mexico and start some fucking tequila company either. Okay, all right, we just did it. I got the trifecta: Nickelback, Nickelback. Chickenfoot, and you don't remember I got the other one. Now. That's fucking great. No, but that, that, all of that's on the way, man. It's it's um, we're, we're in the prize. I'm going. Matter of fact, I'm going back to Ohio um, on the 14th. On purpose. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's kind of fucked up. It's like, why are we doing this in the fucking like? in the in the asshole of the country you know it's like it, you know look, not to, not to say anything about cincinnati i like all well, of, yeah yeah all people in cincinnati were, were like treated me like i was a fucking like one of them you know that's but awesome. but it's a hell of a fucking like you know travel a commute and, yeah that's yeah, a long drive fucking cold up there everything's brown uh you know what I'm Wait, are you talking about the scenery or? it's racist <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a, no. I mean the scenery, like, like the, the fucking <laughs> oh, the fucking buildings are brown. The motherfuckers can't paint nothing else but brown. They only uh, had one can of paint the whole the place. Only color they got. They even paint the grass fucking brown. That's terrible. It's horrible. Look, they're like, oh, look, this is a good patch of brown grass. Yeah, what the like, fuck? As soon as you see something green around this motherfucker, they gotta go fucking make it brown. <laughs> so anyway, but. I, <laughs> You know, I wish it was a little closer to home, but anyway, I love all my Cincinnati people, and, and they've been really good to us. So we go back up on the 14th. We're going to do the second round of pre-production. There's going to be five more songs there. Cool. And then I think we do one more small round of that um, of, of pre-production again the next month. And then we the plan is to go in and record the – we're going to scratch all of these tracks and go in and actually record the real the, record. The full length. Yeah, we're hoping. Okay, question. Yeah. Weird ball question. Uh, your uh, things such like uh, I'm sure you've got an idea. Yeah. I mean, you're you're doing you're doing the music. You're you're getting it out there. Have you got a? Uh, is there a? Is this an album of just amazing music, which is absolutely fine? Is this an album that's going to tell a story? Is this is this directed some? I, you know, I'm trying to. I, I'm just trying to get a feel for it. No, you know it, yeah, no, I get exactly what you're saying. You know, some people got a you know preconceived notion about yeah, what yeah. you want to do before you go in. Sure. Um, my, I think you know we all personally have an axe to grind in in this situation. Um, 
you know, I've I, and look, I've, I've said this on the last show. You know, a lot of times when Exhorter broke up, I mean, I guess what is it like? Fucking it feels like forty or fifty times. Yeah, half of those were me. Okay, <laughs> half of those were half of those breakups were my fucking fault. Okay, <laughs> however many there were. So so, but sometimes it wasn't, and we all kind of have an axe to grind. You know, so I, mine was. You know, listen, I can, I don't need Exhorter to be able to play music. Right, you right. Know? I mean, I wrote 90% of the fucking material in Exhorter anyway. Mm, so, true. so why can't I go do it again? You know, so you get this churn and, and you, and you, you could just chip on your shoulder with that. And then, you know, you live years and years and years with the whole fucking Pantera thing. I got to fucking live Ugh. with that bullshit. I got to hear and it I'm even sure still you, today. You still get it, I'm sure. I still I get it. I, I'm not familiar with the band. <laughs> well, I think they opened up a Slayer okay, band, Slayer. Yeah, the times. same, oh, yeah, same Slayer thing. Good on them. Uh, yeah, they, they did all right, I guess. You know, they did okay. So you know, I got to live with that bullshit. You know, and you know, I don't have the bank account that those guys have. You know, to uh, they don't anymore either. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love the rum guy. The rum guy's the bomb. Yes. <laughs> Bomb boy, he's got the balls to say the shit. Even he, I won't say. He don't give a fuck. That's why. Motherfucker's <laughs> <laughs> been drinking for two two days, days man. <laughs> so, so anyway, I got my axe to grind. Obviously, okay. So, so, so does so does Jason. You know, Jason's been thrown out of every decent band in America. Hanson too. I've never seen him in Hanson. I really haven't. He was the older Hanson brother. You know, and of course the the thing with Dan, I don't want to put Dan's business in the street um, right, because right. he's he's not here. And it's not my business to do it. But it's it's obviously you know I'll say the stuff that's on public record that that any everybody knows that that you know um, and the motherfuckers that don't, I'll tell you. I mean, he he's had problems with the Anthrax guys. They've, right. They've since squashed it and everything, and it's all cool now. You know, he's not the only one that I've heard that has problems with those guys. I mean, no, I, you're right. You're right. I mean, I've I've talked to a few former uh, uh, guys that dealt with those those yeah, two in tough. particular uh, fellas from the Anthrax crew that has had problems. Like we've actually had one. Um, uh, Danny Lilker was actually on our show before, and yeah. I talked to him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, and I know, I know a certain uh, large gentleman. Yeah. Um, lives yeah. down south. Yeah, and he's he's pretty uh, vocal about it. Him. Very vocal <laughs> yeah. about it. Matter of fact, Billy Billy don't mind me putting words I, in his mouth. Love, he hates those motherfuckers. You know, I okay. love Billy, man. I, I've been actually, I I emailed them because I saw that they just got a whole new lineup. Billy's got a whole new lineup yes. for Mod, and I emailed him. I said, look, dude. Whenever you guys are ready to tour, please hit me up because I want to book you guys over here. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I want those guys to play. I love that band so much. Yeah, you yeah, know, Billy's the real deal. He is, and 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 I met him twice. Uh, once when the Mod played at um, the bar in Fat City, we used to be Ski Lodge or whatever the hell it was at right. the time. Yep. Met him there. He was really nice to me. And then uh, we actually. Two days later, they were playing back in his hometown. Uh, like, what is it? Uh, Austin. Austin. Yeah. They were playing Austin. So we drove to Austin. And the weirdest fucking thing, man, is like the bar that they were playing at, We, me and a friend of mine, uh, actually Uber Gary, who's on the show, we walked to the bar next to it to go get something because we were told that this place had some good food. We could fucking go standing there, and who the fuck the bartender is is fucking Billy Milano. Oh, yeah, and I'm right. going, yeah. what the fuck? I'm yeah, going no. to hell like this. <laughs> I, yeah, Billy. It was Billy, really cool. I, my second, I got, I have a second home now, and I and I did years ago. And yeah, fancy. 
Yeah, I know. I, and look, this is my and this is my point about the fancy. It's fancy motherfuckers. Okay? Over I got here. I got two homes now. Back then, I only had the one. Right. But that's where I met Billy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where I met Billy, and he because I found out he was living there. I was like, you know, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> so I left. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, that's where I met. But he he was working at that bar. Um, uh, headhunters yeah that's the one we, that's the one yeah. we went to yeah and he does everything oh, he runs sound fucking bar tens throw bounces you know yeah, it's, it's um, fucking awesome dude he, man. he does it all so uh but yeah but billy like like you know i even wonder like sometimes because billy billy knows i got a little bit of money you know and billy's the kind of motherfucking he grew up in new york man squatting and fucking you know yeah, living empty in, buildings yeah. and shit and sometimes i wonder if billy's like Motherfucker, you got money. Get the fuck out of here. He don't, you know, he's a he's a very down-to-earth motherfucker. If you tell him you're paying more than $1,000 a month in rent, he he wants to kick your fucking ass. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is stupid. wrong with you? What is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, you, you can know? live somewhere else for way cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, me as an older man, I I, I need a soft pillow to land on. <laughs> 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 you know, I need some down feathers yeah, and shit. Yeah, but I, I was super excited to hear that. And uh, they got... um. Uh, Felix Griffin to play drums for him. The Felix was the the drummer from DRI. He yeah, yeah he yeah, um, which I was excited to see hear that too, man. Because uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Felix has been going through a lot of shit in the last couple of years. The poor did, dude yeah. lost his daughter, and then he then oh, he fucking fuck no. then then his house burned down with all this shit in yeah, it, dude. We, we sent some old man. yeah, we sent some old Exhorter merch up. They were doing a yeah, benefit. That, and, uh, I felt I was like God. Damn man, and I, I, no, I you I don't know, care who you are, no one deserves all. You know, I, I couldn't yeah, like right. do any. You know, I couldn't give any money or anything, but I sent his fucking, you know, the uh, the fundraiser thing all over the place. I promoted it like every day to try to get people to pay something because, dude, that's and that's, that's what it, that's what it's about. You know, that's what people forget about the the scene. You know, the scene was about we were all fucking kids that had nowhere to fucking go. And, or we weren't getting, you know, we didn't get the whole, you know, friends in high school fucking thing. And, and most people, when we were growing up, were assholes. We we couldn't find our place. Right. And when we found, you know, our scene, just like just like Billy's scene in New York, and and you know, he's it, it, they all band together. Yeah. We did the same thing in Nola, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, a lot of cities do the same thing. We're just a bunch of fucking outcasts that need somewhere to go. Yeah. So when you see when you hear people like in bands, man, fucking over the other guy over a fucking dollar, you know, and ain't fucking worth it. Or even even a show, you know, it's like yeah. why do that, man? Yeah. So I mean, it's one well, thing if you get booked on a show and the other band can't, you know, like okay, right. well they can't play that show because we already got a full schedule. It's a whole different story by that, you know, because I mean you look if it was up to me, I would have. Six bands play a night. You know what I'm saying? But it's not feasible. I mean, if you play in six bands, you guys get fucking ten minutes. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it. ten minutes. So if you do a, a three to four band show, you know, $5 door, it's not so bad to split between the bands. You know what I'm saying? Like for, for this kind of stuff. Yeah. And guys don't understand that sometimes. They're kind of like, well, you know, well, we got... You know, I traveled this far. Well, I understand you traveled that far, yeah. but you know that that's how it works. And and now you want to add two more bands to this list, and that, and of course the money's going to be less. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not. You got to split it between everybody equally. Sure. You know, it's not a. Well, everybody gets a bad break in this motherfucker at some point. Yeah, you know? of course. I mean, that's kind of yeah. what year of the tyrant is about. You know, is for us. 
mean, we, we've either been thrown out of fucking band. I mean, and like I said, we know it's special than anyone else. I mean, the story is probably, you know, there's a gazillion musicians that could tell that story. We just kind of either felt like, well, we would miss, you know, we would dealt the wrong hand by the motherfuckers we were playing with. Is that where the name of the band came from? Well, is actually, it- Jason came up with the name of the band, and it was supposed to be for something else that he was doing. And mm-hmm. another little side thing he was doing on the side, man, and, and it wound up morphing into this band because it seemed like it fit. It so does this, fit. This name of the band is at least 280 days old, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just it check is. it. Yes. Yeah, so so okay. that's kind of where we felt, you know, it, it, we, we, we're, we're kind of like the, we feel like a group of outcasts, you know? So what, what, what better thing to do than to get all the, the you know, four badasses together that shouldn't have been uh, treated in whatever well, manner the, we were treated. You I know, agree. Or, you know. What's the big What's the big thing, you guys? I mean, do you? Have, I'm sure you guys have been His thinking dick. about it. You know, you're you're going. We're getting all this together. We're gonna we're gonna pop out this album. It's the balls. What's the What's the big The big explosion. What's 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 the pyrotechnics <laughs> here? Where Where you guys? What is your first big thing? Where are you playing majorly? I mean, what oh do, do you have an idea? Well, concept? I mean, yeah, we had an idea, maybe to um I, I don't know i don't know even if i should say it because it's probably not sure i, I talked well, to everybody else well, good <laughs> <laughs> well it we we talked about maybe uh contacting the guys at at seventy thousand tons of metal and doing Ooh. um the a debut there now a record probably won't be out by by the beginning of february like released but it should be recorded Cool. Should be sure. done and, and mixed and recorded by the end of that time span. So if we did get up there and do something, nobody would know the fucking music. Right, right, right. Because you wouldn't have anything out yet. Right. Well, that's, so that's amazing, though. I mean, that's a great thing. It was like, oh, guess what? This just happened, and now you got to wait for it. Right, brother. right. And Jason, you know, Jason was like, man, there was no bands really ever done that, and maybe we should think about doing it. I'm like, look, I'm all for it as long as we can field a proper band. You know. Yeah, and, I mean, like, that, that's actually kind of a cool idea. You know, like, hey. Let's fucking, yeah. we're going to release everything right here. You, you're not going to get anything, but this is what we play. Right, you, know? you might but leave you the boat. you buy t-shirts right now. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we can, yeah, so we're definitely traveling t-shirt salesmen. Yes, definitely go. need to do that. Yes. <laughs> do that, because guarantee, you, you bring t-shirts and you play the music, you will sell those fucking shirts. Right, and it'd probably exactly. be the only way they let us fucking play, because why would they pay a band with no album out? <laughs> That's true, too. That's true, too. You know, Look so, at you, Mr. Practical. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a business guy. What so, the fuck is wrong with you? Know, you? I'm always thinking of a fucking dollar. You, you would think, and not, no knock on the Jews, because I love my Hebrew brothers, but, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm about a motherfucking dollar. So, well, you got to be these days, man. Yeah, I ain't playing. You got to be, because you playing. get fucked and you get stuck, and it's over with. Yeah, I don't like that. Take that dollar, you invest it for 40 days, 40 nights, you're set. <laughs> <laughs> got to watch out a little rain, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh man! But yeah, dude, I'm like uh, super excited about this fucking record, man. I, 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 I just, I don't know, man. Well, you can tell him you, you heard some of it. I her. did. I, I just didn't want to say anything yet. <laughs> Liar! <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to say because you know I know it. You know, when nobody's supposed to hear anything yet, and I'm just kind of like I listened. Yeah, he heard some of the scratch tracks. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, I will tell you this right now. It's, it's. Give me your best. Um, like uh, review of it, like like like, what would you think? You know. All right, not, he's not there. Tell me what. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'll, I don't tell it to Vinny's yeah, face. Yeah, he don't give I don't a fuck. fuck. He don't give a fuck. Um, I think it's got 
elements of uh, old thrash, which is fucking incredible. Like stuff, something, things that need to be brought back to what's happening today. It's got that feel to it. It's got um, it's and it also has like a um, um, oh, we were talking about um, um, winger. No, like Allison Chains grunge kind of feel, but That's better. But the vocals. Let me tell you, this this guy, man, he that's that that honestly, Dan is is super impressive, man. Like yeah. like that blew me away. Like the you can hear, um, like the the you can hear the Anthrax style. Then you can hear a little bit of other things in his voice. But the album itself, man, it, I tell you what, when it comes out, Benny, it's gonna be it's cohesive. It's yo, dude, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, like I really. I really like all the songs have different feels to them. Like the yeah. ones that I've heard, the ones that I've heard, the bits that I've heard of them, they all have different feels, but they're all cohesive. And it's, it, it you can tell it's going to be something special. That's, that makes a good album because no one wants to buy an album where every song is the same song. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. And I, and I, and I purposely have reviewed over and over and over how to actually do that, how to incorporate. Cause I, I, you know, man, I like a lot of different styles. Play yeah, with a yeah. lot of different people. I'm from fucking New Orleans. I play funk. I play blues. I play fucking all kind of shit. How do I incorporate that into, you know, everything and and still keep it genre respective, like right. on sure. a per song basis. And you know, the slow tune you heard, yeah, was not that far off riff wise. You know, it's 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 actually a, a hell of a puzzle to try and put together. You know, it's it's not easy to do. I know. Well, you know, you, you, and I have a formula. You can't have and it. slow at the same time. You know that 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 kind of feel is it. It takes a bit, man. When, it, when yeah. you want to, you know, to, to bring that across. I mean, you know, you can do a slow song or a slower song or a slower grind. Sure, but sure. and it's got to. You still got to have that hook. Yeah, no. There's going to be some stuff on this album that that sounds like like if you cleaned up the guitars some. And you put a different singer in, and you you mm-hmm. put a different drummer in, took all the big fucking cannon kicks off of it, and take all the bends and trills out. It would sound yeah. like a normal blues record. Yeah, you oh, know, it damn. would sound like something on a fucking Gary Moore solo album. Yeah, but it don't. Right, <laughs> it don't. The, the the particular you know song that I'm I'm speaking of um, that you didn't hear mm-hmm. um, is probably the heaviest. If if it's if you're gonna call it a blues song, it's the heaviest blues song ever known to man. Nice. So and that's the trick. The trick is to incorporate all of your influences so that you can get all of that packed in, and then collect it from the other three guys, and have because you know Sasha is is from fucking Chicago and he grew up an old hardcore kid, right? In the Chicago hardcore scene, right? Which was no fucking joke. No. <laughs> so so you know trying to get you know he's got a lot of fucking groove as is. But you know, to you know, you know, New Orleans drummers are totally. There's no other drum place on the planet where you're gonna find drummers that have the feel. Yeah. That that this town you know gives you when growing up because it's because of your subconscious. You you grew up here, and you you know while while the fucking family in in uh, Cleveland might have had fucking. Um, journey on like the first journey album or santana on right in the 70s when you was a kid growing up and you we had the meters on exactly we had the wild magnolias on you know we had dr john on yeah totally different thing oh yeah so it's embedded completely in different feel so i gotta sit there with sasha sometimes and go check this out and and i gotta kind of explain it to him you know and and he, he picks it up like it's fucking nothing that's awesome so so trying to get the other three guys 
own influences. I want all of Sasha's uh, hardcore and metal influence. I want all of Dan's soul and, and everything else that he's into. Um, I want all of Jason's Bay Area stuff and combine all that and then throw all my goddamn influences in. It's like it, it was a, it's a hell of a fucking thing to do. But I think we found the, the formula, the, to do the it. right cohesion is. What, yeah. yeah this, and, it, and it's great. I mean, like I said, I didn't know what to, to expect as, far as 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 you guys can take it. I mean, this is going to be I think this could be a turning point when it comes to the genre of music that you guys are doing. I mean, it, it really is something that I think a lot of people could could and will get behind yeah i, th- yeah. I hope so and, and you know we th- i think it's very fresh it's very refreshing it is it, it's uh, it like i said like, like the stuff i've heard especially this day it doesn't and sound age. like anything that's out there now right and and then i think really it needed to be like that's this it needs to be out there it needs to it's about time someone put something new and fresh and like uh eye-opening i guess you could say out and then yeah. in, in, in the, in the yeah. scene um i mean are, are, have you i know on a, on a weird side of this have you guys looked at uh or, or have you already done this stuff um like uh artwork and 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 logo that sort of thing or, or yeah what, but anything with that that you guys are i mean who's doing that stuff for you i mean i'm just curious i mean is there anybody that you want to give props to for that right now well to be honest i don't know who i don't know who fucking came up with the logo um, okay. I was I was like uh, good job whoever you are <laughs> yeah good job on my part right? yeah, I don't yeah. know who even fucking drew this thing um, but anyway yeah, Jason handles a lot of that stuff okay. um, you know Jason yeah. Jason like conceptually as far as look and, and, and feel so far he's been the only one to kind of put in just because um, you know, we're busy kind of doing some other things. Well, everybody's too. doing everything sure. else, yeah. Right. But, well, I mean, look, he's writing music, too. So, you know, he's he's got that, and, you know, he's got his own thing that he's got to do up business-wise in, in, uh, in Ohio. But he's hand- the only thing we really have is, uh, is, a, is a logo that, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as, like, merch and, and, you know, concepts and things of that nature, we really haven't uh, sat down and thought about. Uh, Hadn't tackled that beast yet, huh? Yeah, man, it's like I, you know this thing. It's weird, man, because I, you know me. I've always been, I've always been an exhorter, and right. if I wasn't an exhorter, I was playing in some other cat's band like Big Chief Smiley Riggs or Michael Burkhart with the Mikey B Three Band, doing a totally different genre of thing. So for me, it was always exhorter. Well, this I'm, is kind of. I'm oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, no, this is kind of the first time you've actually done something in the metal genre. Other than exhorter, outside right? of exhorter, yeah, correct. yeah, that's right. Okay, it's, yes, it's the only thing, and it's, it's fucking thirty years, <laughs> right. you know. So for me, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of weird to mm-hmm. have to come up with new. All I'm really concerned about right now is what we've been concerned about because we thought this band would sound like one thing before we started, and when we started, we could hear that it sounded something like a little bit like we thought, but then it's it, it's also something else. And now that Dan's come in and sang and did some things, now it's blown up and 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 just grown into something that we none of us thought it would be. So See, uh, when you uh, hear a, a it, a good idea, or a, a good plan is just a good idea, right? When, when, right. And it's always transforming. When you, whenever you get something, you're like, you you really and and as you know and as you're saying, I mean, you cannot go into something with a, a preconceived. It's going to be like this. Yes. Because it never is. Right. No, you don't want to give it guardrails and, and confine no, it to you, something. No, you want to let it you know? grow and become its own monster. Yeah, So, and that's kind of what we're letting it do now because none of us really knew what it was going to be until we heard the, the, the initial scratch tracks. And now that we right. 
we're surprised. We want to maybe let the concept of of that kind of bloom too. I think you should. Yeah. And just let it flow, man. I think just I think what you guys are doing is like I told you is a special man, and I think if you allow it to grow um, organically, yeah. you know, I, I think that's going to make it even that much better. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, I, I, it's very, very cool because you need to have some, some, uh, some truth in the sound. You need to have truth in the music, and if you just let it flow Always. as it develops. And be surprised. That's the coolest thing about about music, in my opinion, is when you're you're making it and you're creating it and you're 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 part of this the process. Correct. And then you 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 start with that one thing, just the one idea, to see it grow, change, transform. By the time you hit the studio and you're like, "Holy fuck! How did we get to this point?" That's the coolest thing. Correct. That's correct. You know, yeah, it's it, 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 it's like it's like fucking having a baby. You know what I'm saying? You, you just watch that yes. son of a bitch yeah. grow. We we refer to our songs as children all the time. I I tell, <laughs> I, I I me and Jason, you know, because Jason writes some things and, and and I write some things, and you know when I when I fork it over to him, I'm like, be careful with my children. <laughs> you know, be, careful, be, be careful who you you know because it is it's like you know you letting another man watch your fucking kids you better be able to trust that motherfucker with yeah. your life you know you goddamn right so so that's how i kind of feel about music you know i, I may have mentioned it before in, in other you know in the other th- thing that we did uh a while back but I, you know not to be a, a dick to the fans you know because the fans are your wow. life's blood you of course you love you the people that love Fuck you yeah you always do but I have never in my fucking life written one one measly fucking note for someone else, for a record label, for a fan, for someone sitting in, on the side of the room that's it's looking at me like, oh, maybe you shouldn't play that note. Maybe it should be this note. I've never done that. And I didn't. I ain't gonna start now. And I, and I, no. neither have I. Like right. like even like in all the time that I've been playing music and doing stuff, every lyric that i've ever written down was for me i didn't care what the song was about or what everybody else thought the song was going to be about right it's for it's them a, later it's about what i wanted it to be now right. you know and everybody's like oh we should do it like this no i'm going like to do the guitarist, it this way the guitarist writes his riff for him the singer writes the lyrics or whoever writes the lyrics lyrics just writes the lyrics for them it's one of those things. The drummer comes up with that. It should be that way. It should be everybody contributes, not one person directs. Dictates all. exactly right. Yeah, and that's that's I think you know same thing with with Tyrant. None of us are writing music thinking about okay, what will the public, you know, what, what's more catchy, this note or that note, you know, what, right. what's more, uh, you know, uh, commercial, what's more, uh, what's more hardcore, you know, what's more fucking, you know true metal it, we don't think about all that we have to please ourselves first yeah because right. that's going to translate on stage and it's going to translate on the fucking record right it's all about how you, how if, you, you feel. if, if right. one person is not happy with it in the in the group then the whole song is going to be whole, right the whole fucking place is is going to it's going to it's going to translate onto the yeah. recording onto the stage people are going to see it in your fucking face that you're just going through the motions you're like oh this guy's playing that song again it's like, uh, it's like the record skips and someone goes awkward exactly you know that's the feel you get <laughs> right exactly and, it, and it's and it's that's exactly what happens and so that's why you know like with exhorter i mean i can't speak for everybody else you know in the bands previous bands but for exhorter when we all looked at one another, when we when we were done with a fucking song, and same thing here with Tyrant, we, we look at one another. If the hair ain't standing up on our fucking arms, we didn't something. It's not right yet, you know. Right. We have to feel like 
we're doing and it's a very selfish thing uh, and i don't know if like fans or, or or you know record buyers or you know music fans just fucking get that day. a lot of people don't i mean a lot of people don't understand how long it takes to actually get into uh to writing like like when we write in our in our band is like we may have a concept of what we're we're trying to do but normally it's like kind of like we had the one of the songs we just did we, we we don't have any like i don't have any titles for the songs yet because a lot of them are just kind of we're just using like name places like right. we have one we call minor threat just because that's what we're listening to when we were writing the song right. you know so it was like kind of that's what we call it it's not minor threat but that song took like a month to write because we were kind of fighting over what okay well maybe this should go see we're not fighting but you know what i mean like sure. trying to fit the places and parts that we wanted to wear to feel are you writing a lot of great. lyrics wayne i write all the lyrics that's cool i mean are you writing and i i, I don't mean to transfer this i'm just i'm curious about because i mm -hmm. know you just you you started this band breach and everything and everything's yeah. cool with it but are, are i mean are are you writing lyrics for you now or are you writing lyrics reflecting on your past i mean what do you do with your lyrics uh, i do a little bit of both actually um like there's some stuff that uh, that you know uh touch on my mom's death there are some things that touch on you know how i feel about like like i was telling you like um i'm working on a a song that i'm tenantly titling uh uh, united we stand and it's kind of basically on on how i feel about the music scene these days you know right like i think that we do need to stand together no matter what fucking genre you're in or who who's booking the shows or what venue you want to play at i don't care everybody should just be you know uh, a, a family i think you know the, the the title is united we stand but divided they fall you know what i'm saying like sure. you know whoever's whoever's divided against you is going to fall eventually all right you know, right we're now, more stronger together than we are apart. Is it? Is there a song or a lyric right now or a song that you guys have been working on? I mean, uh, you've been doing a lot of work and everything. I mean, it, is there something that when, when you think of the project you're doing right now, is there a, a statement or something that pops in your head that says, this is kind of defining what I'm doing right now? Are you, or is there anything that's trans like translating into the lyrics that you could? Are you talking to me with? or are you talking to Vinny? I'm talking to Vinny right now. Okay. No, because you know what I did was, I, I I mean I had some vocal ideas, um, mm -hmm. but when I you know I kind of I hope Dan you know if Dan hears this you know he's now he's gonna know but I, I this is how I fuck with people. I hope Dan hears it. I hope he hear, he will he will he's very he's, hey Dan he's, he's, you got a sexy voice <laughs> he does <laughs> he's a big Josh Brolin looking motherfucker is he really yeah let me he tell does, you he kind of looks like Josh Brolin yeah <laughs> now let me tell you this dude let me tell you when it, when this dude like he walks in Young the room guy. and like all the chicks start fucking going oh and then that motherfucker starts singing. And like you, it looks like they're peeing in their pants, you know, in their jeans, and it and it just gets wet and shit. Oh, I like that. Dan, are you married? Is Dan married? Dan is married. Oh, what a lucky woman! I know, but we're gonna lie like a motherfucker when we get on the highway. <laughs> we, I want every woman in the world to think they got a chance with Dan. Dan is not. Remember, Dan is not. He, he's he's not married. Let me tell you, <clears throat> Dan's got a lot of aliases now too. Oh, okay, he does. And and this, yeah, we want one. It is in context of what you know about Dan. You know what we were talking about lyrically, uh, as it relates mm -hmm. to Justin's question. Uh, we we like to call him in certain instances Dan Allstate Nelson. You're in good hands. <laughs> good hands at Allstate. Yeah, I like that. You dude. know what I'm saying? So so yeah, and that, and that's because because what I did was I handed Dan all of the 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 stuff and said 
um, here it is, man. It's why it's a, it's a blank canvas for you. Sure. I don't know what colors you use, man. I don't care. You do what you do, Dan Nelson on this motherfucker. And see, I like that. That's 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 how we do our stuff. It's like we write. They write the most of the songs. I may help with you know kind of constructing where i think certain things because when i'm listening as, as i listen to a song being being written i listen to it as as a singer through right. like where i'm going to place a melody or or a, a cadence for you know my vocal lines and sometimes i'm kind of like well guys can we extend this a little bit longer because i feel right. like i could put some more you know Correct. add to this or can we chop it up a little bit because i think that's the end where we should you know shit like that yeah you chop up a little bit here and there and um and do it so no i didn't know uh what he was going to write about um didn't care i just wanted i just wanted dan nelson to do what dan nelson does just like back in in the day with kyle i mean yeah okay on slaughter in the vatican i already had a lot of um the you know a lot of lyrics kind of pre-written but kyle um and, and yeah I, I gave those to kyle and he kind of rearranged some stuff and fit it in properly but i have lyrics a lot of lyrics on on slaughter in the vatican the law i don't have fucking anything because kyle blossomed into I, like into it, who he is yeah it didn't take me long like a few few months to realize okay I'm I'm a I'm the riff writer. This motherfucker he's the, is, he's the fucking singer <laughs> yeah. because I don't have to tell this motherfucker shit because when I hand him a song, he comes back with something beautiful every fucking time. And, and to this day, man, that, that that cat's got one of the best voices in the city, and I will say that hands down. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who you are, absolutely, or whatnot. I mean, I've seen Kyle do covers. I've seen him do you know play Exhorter stuff. I've seen him do uh, what was the um. Alabama Thunder Pussy. I've seen him doing all Everything. this shit, man. And that cat has got a voice that just that blows dude can me hit away. Hit a note higher, than Mariah Carey. Yeah, uh, he's fucking incredible. He's yeah, a really good singer. Yeah, man. his range like he didn't have that range when we were kids. Really? Like, yeah, like he, he like when when we got back together in '09 to do the last you know reunion run. Um, he he. That's the first time I ever heard him fucking do it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man! Where you get? <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah, it's like I, I mean, I'm not gonna say any names, but there's some singers around that you know kind of blew themselves up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, I know, I know what you're saying. So, but they get worse with age. Most singers, they do. Kyle and gets it, better. He does, and it's it's incredible. He's a he's a great singer. So I did the same thing with Dan. Um, you know, he, he's, he, he came back with four fucking, you know, right out the gate, man, fucking four brilliant things. And it's time for me to step off, you know? So, because that's what he's obviously an expert at that. So I don't know the songs, what they'll, what they'll be about. Um, and what, uh, Anal. what, yeah, I'm hoping there'll be something, you know, eventually I, I have, sexual. I, I have, I have a question uh, and I don't think I've ever asked either you or Kyle this question. Who wrote Anal Lust? It was me. You wrote the words too. Everything, yeah. <laughs> music, lyrics, all of it. I, I, I just, Sorry. I, 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 no, no, it, 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 it's that's funny because that that was our wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a that's that's a classic, man, and and I just, I remember getting a hold of that. That was a cassette, I think, at the time when I got it. Yeah, I was in. Hold. I was in. Um, I don't think I've told you. I think I told you the story where I was wearing the Get Root T-shirt. And I, my teacher got pissed off at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I so I was in like sixth or seventh grade, and I had the fucking the tape with anal lust on it. And I fuck, I was a. I didn't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's six. You're getting thrown out of school. Right, right. You know, and I'm going kind of like, yeah. Look, I was showing my friends. 
I was showing my friend. I was in a Catholic school, and I got a oh, fucking cassette with a with a with a with the Pope being <laughs> brought to the damn hangsman noose on the cover. Yeah, I got in trouble for that. I got in trouble for that one. I got in trouble for uh, having um, overkill fuck you tape in my my school bag. And this wasn't all at the same time, of course. This was several times. Good. And the last one I got in trouble for was uh, uh, Slayer's uh, South of Heaven in my uh, all-in Catholic school, you know. Well, I'm so, glad yeah. we could contribute. To you it. did. You did. And that's then, what this song was all about, man. And like, I lo- loved it. Yeah, that's that, well, that whole album and that song, that song is actually based on a true story. Some of it. <laughs> I embellished a little bit. Uh, I hope so. Like the murder part didn't happen. Right, right. With all the other but good stuff. But some of the stuff that's been said in that song actually took place all in the same sexual encounter. I wanted to kill the bitch afterwards. But just, but not because just because I just wanted to kill it, just because I thought it would be fun. Because did you see, it, it was. Did you ever see the Will Ferrell doing Neil Diamond uh, behind the music thing? No. What the fuck does that, that have to do with anything? I, I know it seems random, but it reminds me of this because he's sitting on stage, at, you know, Will Ferrell as Neil Diamond, talking about Neil Diamond's songs. And he was like, yeah, I remember back in 1973 <laughs> I wrote that song. Yeah. And he said, we saw a hitchhiking chick on the side of the road, and I just had a banger, and then I cut her throat. You know, it was just one of those things. <laughs> kind of bizarre, but it was funny. Yeah, man. So, like I said, dude, those that album, I remember very, very, you know, very much as a kid. I remember... Um, uh, that's when I started getting into the most of the local stuff when I when I was probably in I want to say I was in seventh and eighth grade when I was really starting to get into the local scene. You're twenty years old in seventh grade. I was, I was, I was a late bloomer. Late bloomer. Yeah, me too. You too, huh? Well, I was. I I got expelled from um, the seventh grade five times for selling quaaludes. Nice. This is nice. A, this is a true story. <laughs> I went to every fucking school in Jefferson Parish. They sent me to fucking Harris. They sent me to Barbary. They sent me to Roosevelt, Adam. You name it. They sent me. But the question was, were they good? Quailers? Did they get? They got high, all right. Yes. All right, good. You yeah. did your job I then, always, sir. Always, always deliver. <laughs> Even yeah. when I was a kid. But they, but my, I was a bad drug dealer when I was a kid because yeah. I got busted every year. And it, I mean, one time I fucking busted. The principal walked in on me in the bathroom stall, and I got spun around. I didn't know it was him. I got spun around and I had a bag of fucking 100 quaaludes. And the quaaludes just fucking went bouncing around the fucking bathroom floor like marbles. It like little marbles. Marbles in the ground. And he's looking at me. This was like the fourth time I'm getting fucking expelled. And he's looking at me like, you know, you, you know you're going to wind up being a loser when you grow up, right? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm high right now. <laughs> he's like, I don't give a fuck. You know? Fuck you. Yeah. So anyway, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, you know, was, like I said, I was around because I, I remember like uh, a friend of mine when I was in that that I don't know I, I haven't talked to him since you know we got out of fucking eighth grade you know, but his name was Charlie. I remember him pretty pretty uh, pretty well. Uh, he used to always come. His brother was in. I think his brother was in one of the bands, but I couldn't fucking tell you right. which one at the time. But he would always come in wearing like shell shock t shirts and yeah. you know, uh catch twenty two and yeah. you know, all those guys and I was like, Man, those are cool and he he would give me like the cassettes. He's like, Yeah, check these guys out, you know. And that's the guy who actually got me into those, you know, the local scene. And then uh, a buddy of mine, his name is Marco, uh, actually Marco turned into like um, we were still really good friends. Like he lives down the street from me, but uh 
he uh he's like a preacher now you know but he's the guy who got me into like the new york hardcore stuff like he would bring me tapes from like youth of today and uh sick of it all agnostic front you know those guys because he was from new york and he moved down here with his family and uh, so that's how i got to that genre and then my other cousin got me into like slayer and megadeth and metallica yeah well back then if a motherfucker didn't come down from new york with the actual tapes you didn't get them you didn't get them right right so he was like dude you gotta look at this check these guys out and i was like oh what's this this is fucking crow mags you know and i'm like amazing because it was like one recording happened on a saturday and then the world had it a year later <laughs> right 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 <laughs> like these guys these dudes it. were like playing in fucking houses you know like abandoned houses yeah. and doing shows and that kind of right. shit and 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 how that scene blew up was just it's incredible and like i've actually tried i've contacted uh harley i've contacted him i was trying to get him on the show but to get that guy to try to do a skype call is pretty impossible like i don't think he understands the anything he might still be squatting no, no, he actually, actually, <laughs> actually, Harley, you, you, you get that, Harley is actually a, uh, I want to say he's a, not a jujitsu, like a kung fu teacher now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he like, he's all straightened out, and he, he teaches kids how to fucking defend, self-defense oh, and stuff in New York. Killer, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. That's why I wanted him on the show, because I thought it would be really cool to have him coming from at? being a fucking, a squatter, punk rock, hardcore kid to, you know, teaching kids how to defend Try themselves. Try contacting the other cat, um, the singer. Which one? Um, fuck. Forget his name, man. He's all like in the triathlons now. And really? Shit. Yeah, I forget the singers. The, the, uh, Ned. Jo- <laughs> something Joseph. Uh, Joseph. John Joseph or something. John Joseph. From, um, from, Cro-Mags. from Cro-Mags? Yeah, yeah really? I didn't, I didn't I think it's that. John Joseph. I'm, I I'll, look out, I'll have to hook him up, man. Check it out. Yeah, I checked out some shit on him, man. He's like running fucking triathlons so cool, and shit. Man. Like, like eating raw food. It's shit. crazy how these dudes went from, from like that, you know, like kicking each other in the face to, yeah. you know, what they are now. It's, it's kind of cool, man. That's how we evolved. Yeah, yeah, I evolved, all right. Yeah, I'm, more, I'm more like devolved. Yeah, I always say when all else fails, you know, you get motherfuckers to tell me, you know, you can't solve problems with violence. Well, yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> we, we have solved every problem in the history of the world with violence. And, and if you notice, it's all, all the big ones that could have changed the fucking world was always solved with violence. So I always look at it like this. Uh, people animals anything that that lives understands that when a motherfucker presses up on you and 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 you're misbehaving or you're doing something it don't fucking like it has a reflex Mm -hmm. and violence will naturally occur it is a natural thing why why does why does the world today want to just take that away from us that's a natural instinct surprised yeah that's my biggest question they're like oh my god so and so hit so and so. We need to have we need to have a protest. I I think it's what because what the fuck is that about? It's the gigantic pussy that we have that's called this new generation that's out. Yeah, wow, I know, right? These kids think everything is wrong, everything is bad, everything I'm, is this, and it's so. There's, there's don't get me wrong. Loser. We all get blue ribbons. Something. <laughs> <laughs> some things I agree that it, it is bad. Nazis. Bad. Yeah, that's bad. Antifa, bad. Very bad. You know, I, I don't like any of those people. I think they both can go suck a dick, yeah. you know? You know what? I'm, I'm still for the Illuminati, I think. I think they're the only ones that got it right. They fucking hide and kill people, and they don't fucking... Nobody even I'm finds all, them after. Yeah, they I'm all cool business. with that. 
Yeah, they're all business. They're like the mob, you know? Uh, and let me say, a disclaimer, I'm, I do not advocate or condone violence in any form or fashion. Of being Only because I'm 49 years old, <laughs> I'll probably get my ass kicked out there today. <laughs> nah, you know, you're But good. it's the you heart that counts. Right, right exactly, exactly. It's always the thought that counts. Exactly. But, you know, like, like I said, today's, today's <laughs> problems, man, you got... Children who fucking can't tell if they're a girl or a guy, which is fucking mind blowing to me. Well, they gotta have their own bathroom, though, right? They, yeah, they, they have to have that. Um, there, there's, there's, you know, everybody hates everybody. If you, if you're brown or black, white, Spanish, Chinese, whatever the fuck you are, you all want to kill each other for some fucking reason or another. I don't understand that. And and it only happened within the last ten years that. Race relations got so fucking terrible. I don't understand how ten years, because in the nineties and the nineties and um, early two thousands, there was none of this. Yeah, I've never none of this happened. Everybody loved big butts, right? (laughs) Right. I could not lie. Right. No other brother could deny. This is correct. He he, he spoke the truth. No, I mean like this Korean motherfucker, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Think about this, okay? It's nineteen fucking eighty seven. It's five in the morning. You in, you in the bar. You fucking tore up. Motherfucker comes up to you and says, "Hey, motherfucker, give me a cigarette." And you say, "Nah, man, I gotta get my last fucking cigarette." In. Hey, motherfucker, give me that cigarette. What you gonna do? I'm gonna say, "I'm sorry, Mister. I'm only twelve. I don't know why I'm in the bar." <laughs> 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 Well, yeah. No, I understand. So yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what this Korean motherfucker's doing sitting over there. Yeah. He's firing shit over, showing his, he's pulling his peck out. And hey, showing, look at my dick, yeah. Right. So I say, you know, what are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to fucking just sit here? I go over there and whack him. We're supposed to hang out until no, they actually blow us up, right? No, no this you is know? where violence. You go over and you punch him in a pecker. Exactly. And walk away. Kick him right in his fucking porn collection. Mm-hmm. And, and right you there. fucking, and, and you take care of that motherfucker right off the bat. And, and there's a perfect example where violence does work. I mean, you go and you just, you basically lay the law down. You say, okay, look, you're going to keep throwing these little pop brockets at yeah, me. Because he's not going away. Right. And you're going to keep doing this. Well, here's the deal. If you keep doing this, I'm going to take away this country, this country, and that country, including yours. All at one fatal swoop. You know? You and you need to Overnight, stop. Overnight, you just invade. You just invade. You walk in. You go you, you go over. You pick up the missile. You go, go to your room. You have <laughs> someone right. escort him back <laughs> to his palace. Put him in a room and make him sit in the corner. So, so, you're so, being a bad boy. You need to be spanked. So I think the message here, kids, is violence actually does work, and it makes for a hell of an album. It does. It does. <laughs> it, does. it really, really does. You make a hell of a record. Well, back, back to topic. I, 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 like you said, uh, this is really, really cool. I'm really excited about this. Thank you. So Thank when, you really. when can we uh, expect something? When can I buy this album? That's well, what I this is what we're what we're hoping, and you know what, what musicians always hope for winds up being. You know, it's kind of like when you're building <laughs> right, a fucking so. house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking contractors are always fucking you up, so it always takes longer than what you think it will. Sure. Um, we got to go back up in mid September and do another five for, for, for or four or five for pre production. At the end of that, we should be um, we should be okay and ready to go do the album. The, the goal. Long story short, goal is to get this album recorded by the end of the year, okay. and then have it released uh, sometime in you know February or, or the springtime because we well, that's that's a good time. Then you got the entire year to enjoy it. 
Yeah, exactly. And it'll be spring. I mean, it, it it would be awesome if I could use it as a stocking stuffer. I understand, though, it takes some time. Well, I can but, I, I can tell you this. You guys, I mean, I, we'll, we'll have those copies that, like, you know, uh, you know the pre-release fucking things, and I'll definitely push a couple to you. Sweet, dude. I appreciate uh, that because I definitely want to – I want I want people to hear this, so I want to play a song on the show whenever we can, you know. Well, look, I'll there. be can, – can I come back next time? Like, the next time I come back, it'll be with fucking CD and A. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do that. Or, 100%. Or vinyl, whatever you prefer. I, doesn't matter. Hopefully. I like them all, so it don't matter. You know, whatever you want to bring me. How about a Dropbox file? That sounds good. <laughs> Goddamn new generation shit. Um, but, yeah, dude, that would be great. And then, like I said, we can play some stuff. You can come on. We'll, we'll have you talk about some of the songs as we play a few of the things. Yeah, then know? we'll actually know what they're about and what we're doing. There you <laughs> go. What the direction is. And we can see I'm the cover. I'm you were able to come back on the show. That I think that's awesome. Yeah, yes. me too. Yes, I always man. enjoy doing it. Now, now we now it's a regular thing, I guess. So fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I love way, way I get to curse and fucking fart and burp and insult motherfuckers. You know, exactly. It's the, do I get to do that? This is the best radio show on the planet because we can fucking do all that shit. Right. You know. I'm, I'm yeah. I've, Guy, fucking, I've done all of it naked. So exactly. Right. Fucking, Drunk for two days. Yeah. Fucking host drinks for two days. Fucking Perfect. guy serving me Kool-Aid. Dude, I, got, I got to tell you, this is Saltine. the best bottle of rum I've had in a while. <laughs> you still this, fucking drinking? Listen, this is a 38-year-old bottle of Havana Club. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I, I want to hear the details. This is this has been good. Uh, he he brought know, up uh, oh, some uh, amazing uh, limited release of Jameson. We've had we've had the Havana Club rum. Uh, what I think you and Vinny. And I should do a segment on this show once every few, you know, a few months about drinking and smoking. Amen. You know, like, cause, cause, cause Vinny loves his cigars and you sure. love, and you love the alcohol. And I'm the guy in the middle who just kind of, I do like a good cigar. I gotta tell you that. So I think, I think a sec, like a, like a 20 to 30 minute little segment of doing something like that'd be really fucking cool. Here's a secret. Yeah. Here's a secret you don't know. Um, I actually smoke pipe also. Really? I, I also smoke a pipe. Do you smoke pipes, sir? Ooh. I do. Classic yeah. pipes, I do. But I, I don't I, I don't smoke them in public, though, do you? No, I, I don't, actually, because I think it's weird. Yes, and for, for the same reason that I've tried it, and the people either think I'm some like pretentious asshole, or well, they tend to believe everything I say. Yeah, that's, that's I, I well, yes, I, I do have pipe. a shark. I hold the pipe like you're supposed to hold a pipe, which is a very classic look. Yes. you know, and and I learned that from my grandfather and everything. And but uh, it, it, you're right. When when you hold a pipe, it doesn't have to be lit. People tend to ask you questions. Right. Yeah, you just put it in your mouth and kind of like point. You're like, and, and I really feel like Sherlock Holmes. Like, like I'm smoking my pipe right now with you kids. Custom, you kids over there. Blend. I could probably solve this murder case. <laughs> Excuse me, police officer. Officer, no, that is not correct. That's not correct. You take, <laughs> you take fingerprints like this. You fucking moron. I bought, I bought my last pipe with a kid. It came with a monocle. Jesus. I thought I looked awesome. <laughs> you fucking monocle. Crazy. Um, but Dude, we should do that. Yeah, I think we should. I think that'd be fun, man. You know, like every once in a while, we'll come on and we'll all just talk about fucking we'll review wine and wines and, and alcohols and, and drinks. And yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, smoke, yeah. 
I think we should do. That's a plan. Let's set that up. But, and it's it's pretty metal too. It is. It yeah, really is. Metal. I mean, when it's you're a, old, it's metal sophisticated. It's a it's a sophisticated <laughs> metal. <laughs> sophisticated metal. I love that. Yeah, that's a good stuff. So anyway, let's let's review. Um, we had two days of drinking. Yes. Year of the tyrant. The year of the tyrant. It's gonna be out. Good. Right. It's gonna be kicking some ass. Anal sex. Anal sex. I was just busting my fucking teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I just hit myself in the teeth with the microphone. Yeah. Um, It was. Uh, What else we had? We had scene problems. Yes. We have everybody in the scene should be family. We had violence. uh, Violence violence solves everything. (laughs) We have. I was too old. Wait, I was too young to be in a bar in 1985. (laughs) And, and the motherfucker served me Kool-Aid and saltine. That's right. And he took it from my kid. <laughs> he took he it from the He gave me a used glass of ice water. So <laughs> so I just want to say thank you guys. Uh, remember, dude, we, we, we really do. We love our scene. We love everything about it. All the bands yeah. in it. We just want you guys to start getting along and try to be a real family instead of competing against each other and... You know, it's not a competition, guys. It really isn't. It's 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 all about unity and it's all about fucking trying to get what's best for your own area. And it doesn't matter where you are. If you're in fucking San Francisco, New York, New Orleans, it doesn't matter. It all works the same way. So just look out for each other. Like, you know, that's all you gotta do. Be fucking human. Be human, you know? That's it. But, but a better version than we see on TV. Exactly. Don't be fucking those crazy. Oh yeah, we also had fuck Antifa and the Nazis. Um, <laughs> forgot about those. So anyway, uh, thank you, Vinny, man. It thank was you. so fun to have you back on the show, brother. And I can't wait to do it again when you come back with some fucking CD in hand. Thank you. It's always my pleasure. And uh, rum. Yes, sir. Sober up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us. I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. Vince. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, metal. Are you looking to get custom merch for your band? PM Star Promotions is producing all types of promotional items such as shirts, hats, stickers, banners, koozies, skate decks, and much, much more. All products are imprinted in the USA and made to last while keeping your cost as low as possible. Need a shirt design or logo made? The PM Star team has over 20 years experience in graphic design to make your ideas come to life. PM Star Promotions is making their way by working alongside with national bands and record labels including Crowbar, Goat Whore, and Ripple Music. To get customized, dependable work or check out the package deals to fit your budget and other exciting offers, please check out our featured collection on Facebook, PM Star Promotions, or visit 
www.pmstarpromo.com. It's time to get noticed.